Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophet. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is uh, April 16, 2017. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And, brother, whenever you're ready. Okay, uh, yeah, guest two says, uh, so is there regressive and progressive hypnosis? Now, I'm assuming that you're saying regressive as is if you're uh, carrying someone back in the memories of time uh, or um, as they see in time, but it'll be out of the memory system. Progressive would be to uh, progress or to project uh, further uh, and to say the future is—is is this what you're calling uh, uh, repressive and uh, or regressive and uh, progressive? Okay. Um, see whether I call it a remote viewer, a seer, uh, someone that's using hypnosis. Uh, whatever. All you're doing is that you're using a different aspect of the thought process. Now, you can either yield to and allow someone to do that, be the director of the of the train, or you can learn how to uh, direct the train yourself. And um, I suggest the latter. That was a great thing about Jose Silva. He taught you how to take and uh, set up the framework, and then you could develop that framework into any me- modality, mechanism uh, that you wanted, something that you could adapt to, identify with, and it was easy for you in your thought process. And uh, we realized that uh, we could call up a, uh, a genius or someone that uh, had past knowledge of a particular subject, say from the past, and uh, because we knew that in this realm of the mind, uh, there is no past, present, and future. It's all right here, right now, and that there is no death. It's simply a state of mind uh, because it's like a different dimension of existence. And so uh, we could go into the past and get answers and things of that nature. And then when we created the lab um, and the mental screen and things of that nature, um, down in the cave of the mind, um, we uh, could also project and go forward. And um, I've used that several times where I would take, a, say, in one case, a young lady that had been abused since she was about six, six and a half and had developed scoliosis and, you know, terrible bowel problems and stuff like that. And um, so I taught her how um, in about a week's time to... Uh, go in, create a bathroom uh, with mirrors all around and use fuller soap because I knew she identified the scripture and fuller soap, you know, washes whiter than snow and some, you know, the process is to help her or give her a mechanism that um, she could take and uh, cleanse her own mind. And so uh, she did. And um, I taught her how to then look, uh, say, out six months 
um, uh, then a year, and then say five years, then 15 years, then say 25 years, and see if she liked uh, the outcome of uh, what she would be accomplishing if she made these changes today. And if she didn't, then come back and readjust that vision. And uh, consequently, I mean, that was a silver technique. It was an excellent process. But um, you can uh, do like that. You can teach people to go back. You can alter their time. Um, you can teach them how to OBE. Um, um, and and you can draw. I mean, uh, uh, it's just a shift in consciousness. Um, you're not really seeing with your physical eye. You're seeing with your spiritual mental uh, third eye, the pineal. And uh, it's seeing in light waves and frequencies. And so uh, while you may associate it with your physical eye, it's really um, the high mind that you're looking to. Does that help you guess, too? Guess, too, does that answer some of your question? May not realize you guess too. Well, um, anyway, um, you're, you're going to see that people will have to take and begin to start using their mind. Um, you're going to notice in your stores, uh, uh, your shelves are not going to be totally full all the time. Uh, you're going to find it more and more difficult to find water, especially if it's distilled water. And um, um, it's already started happening around here, and it's been this way off and on with water, say, for two, three months. But uh, the food is the same way. I noticed Jim and uh, Susie, uh, I was talking to Jim the other day in New York, and they were talking about the difference in prices of food. Um, you know, number two, the best thing you can do is to, um, what you need to do is learn to relax. Take your two or three deep breaths and just allow yourself to drift. And then... As you drift, kind of like maybe you're counting down. You might visualize the number three, three times. You might visualize the number two, three times. You might now visualize the number one three times. 
With each descending number, you have been going deeper and deeper into a more relaxed, focused, receptive state of mind and being. Create within yourself like a mirror, a movie theater. You may create a viewing chair. You can even go deeper into a deeper aspect of the realm of the mind. All that's necessary is to set the count. Ten. Nine. Eight. Going deeper and deeper. Seven. Six. Five. Deeper and deeper. Go deeper. Healthier. More receptive. State of mind and being. Great. Two. One. While you're at this level of the mind, remember how you feel. Give yourself the mental program that you'll be able to return to this level of thought and feeling. By simply taking two or three deep breaths, eyes closed, and maybe put your thumb and the first two fingers of either or both hands together and relax and return to this level of the mind. Visualize your movie screen here. Begin to look at your life the way that you see it. Ask yourself, what is it about your life and what you would like to do to change it? See what answers you get. Each and every time you use this level of the mind and return to this level of the mind, this ability will become easier and easier for you to use. To modify, adapt, to overcome, to alter your personality change your characteristics. I'm now going to count from one to five. At count of five, your eyes open, wide awake, feeling fine, perfect health, better than before. One, two, three, four, five. Eyes open, wide awake, feeling fine, perfect health. That's simple. As I hear you say many times, where the mind goes, the body will follow. Uh Uh-huh. That's correct. See, people, uh, they don't realize when they start telling themselves something, they start telling themselves, oh, man, they can't do this, they can't do that. They're giving themselves a hypnotic program. It's an auto-suggestion. And they're programming their failure right there. They're doing it. They're just not aware that they're doing it. 
and say, if some man does not come or someone does not come and enlighten you and inform you of what the hell is going on, hell, you liable to kill yourself. Yes, sir. That's why, in the, like in the scriptures, it says when you're weak, say just the opposite, say you're strong. Yeah, that's the only way you can get stronger. Yes, sir. We uh, we have to watch what we say and how we say it, and we should always make sure we say the right thing because we're putting well, that program. Yeah, you got to watch them pictures in your mind. Yes, sir. Them little pictures in your mind, I'm telling you. Oh, them little pictures in your mind. Yeah, they kind of sing that song. You know, Jesus on the main line, tell him what you want. <laughs> I mean... We need we need to speak out the right thing and tell it what we want so it will manifest for us. Well, they'll they'll have to begin to call it, Jim, and and see this is the thing. Um, there are going to be folks that are are going to have to take and uh, they've got to walk down the material road for a while. Um, they got to find out whether that material road's really where it's at or not. And then um, after a while, they'll get to where they'll either wake up to it or they'll be overcome by it. Um, they'll gradually just ease back into it. And um, But um, um, if they begin to overcome and become stronger, see, the righteous become bold as a lion. They go from strength to strength. And um, what is the righteousness? See, in, uh, the Mashiach in the analogies is talking about another kingdom. He's not talking about the physical kingdom of Caesar. But Peter, because of his statements, limited people to the statutes and so forth of Rome, and yet we know that Paul was in reality writing as Flavius Josephus and um, uh, was in reality changing and alter scripture to the Roman doctrine. Yes, sir. That's a good confession, Gypsy. Uh, you can do that and uh, and just uh, say yourself... Uh, you do wonderful service for wonderful pay. Wealth and prosperity is yours. It comes to you each and every day. I mean, just little rhymes like that, you know. And uh, you can change your life very quickly. <coughs> oh, my goodness. As above, so below. What? what's in your mind and what you think and do will manifest in the body. Well, yeah, it will. And it, it really, really will. And, and say, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I was listening to a guy today and he was talking about David. And, uh, we know that David in Hebrew was really David. And it meant like a king priest. And this guy said that, uh, they were looking in the original Greek 
and said the more they researched, the more they found that David was a term that was really druid, druid, like druid, and um, which makes a lot of sense because that's where the teachers were was with the druidic priest. And so when St. Patrick drove all of the priests out of Ireland, what he was doing was that he drove all of the Druidic serpentine priest underground. Well, if he was uh, uh, in the tribe of Levi, Levi is the Leviathan or serpentine priesthood, so he would have been driving the true Levites underground, wouldn't he? Yes, sir. There you go, Gypsy. I give wonderful service for wonderful pay each and every day. And wealth and prosperity continually comes to me this day and every day. See, that's the thing. If you find in the Old Testament, see, that's your founder. Somebody was telling me, said, well, I, I, we don't read the, the Old Testament. And uh, they said, why do you read the Old Testament? I said, tell me something. Have you ever seen a fellow build a house without a foundation? Well, no. I said, well, that Old Testament is your foundation. I said, if you don't get it laid out right, don't worry about it. Nothing you put up top is going to fit. And uh, that's just the way it is. And uh, if you don't blame me, go ask a good carpenter. Ask him if he can build a building on top of a out of square and whatever uh, foundation uh, and see what he says. He's going to tell you he wants to look at them blueprints real, real good. And then he wants to slap a line or two on that slab and see what's going on. I think that Jordan uh, Maxwell, I think he said that uh, the book of Job was one of the oldest books ever found. Yeah, it was a priest of on. See, that, that's uh, that's when you get back into a lot of this stuff. Uh, um, but uh, see, see, our people haven't been taught this here, and the preachers haven't taught it. It's not in their best interest. Remember, they're getting the Title 26, Section 80, uh, 86, Paragraph A, 501, Subsection C3, exemption under United States Code. Those are state preachers. And they're going to preach what Rome wants. And that's what the hell that Title 26 is. That's Rome. Yes, sir. They say all the, all roads lead back to Rome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Gypsy, that is correct. Uh, David met Druid back in the day, going back to the old uh, to the old Greek. They sure did. And uh, but uh, Job and Jobab is the same fella. Um, I think it's the seventh or the ninth chapter of Genesis is Jobab, J-O-B-A-B. Um, but they're the sons of Joktan, J-O-K-T-A-N. And one of the brothers there of Job is a fellow by the name of Oper, O-P-H-I-R. That is the one that is said, scary, says, 
the gold of Ophir. That's the one that's in the Mexico City archives that uh, sent gold three years' journey by water back to the temple of the great God, so you figure it out. Yes, sir. I mean, it, it's there if we as people care to go look and really search the scriptures like it says and find out well, what the true meanings are. Yeah, see, we, we've been we've been fed um, a lie all this time, and people are not used to and uh, aware of looking. Uh, it's like to use the term understand versus the word comprehend. The better choice of words and uh, get uh, wisdom, get knowledge. It shouldn't be understanding. It really should be comprehension. Because if you comprehend it, you got it. But to understand means to stand under a principle or a thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know it. It's just you're standing under. You're giving support and adherence to it, but not necessarily the strength that you can comprehend it to use it and apply it in any situation. Yes, sir. There's a 508 there also, uh, Truth Bug. Yeah. You can command the circumstances. You just have to see them done and give thanks for them. Enter into them. Become part of the dream. Uh, Let that dream become the reality. That's why I was saying that. If you take your sexuality and you use your bed as a sacred bed uh, for the rites of the agape love feast, the sacred charity feast, then you're going to feast on the uh, the love energies of creation as you work in a uh, two or more situation uh, touching any one thing. It will be done for you. It's just a way of enhancing that prayer, making it more powerful. And, um, I mean, you know, I mean, if you understand, fine. If you don't, you know, that's fine, too. You either throw it at the back door or put it on the back burner or uh, pick it up and run with it, you know. And uh, for those that are having trouble understanding, like when they pray, that you know, in the scriptures where it says, asking you shall receive and things like that, I mean, it tells them certain things, but it don't really tell them what's really going on. But there's a a video out there. It's by Greg Braden. It's called How to Pray in Power. Oh, and it, yeah. comes from, it comes from the book of Thomas, which Thomas Didymus, which is also what they would say the twin of the Messiah, right? Another I, I, myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm, I learned that from you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true, but it, it see, there's just a, there's a lot of stuff like that, and when you begin to read them, it's telling us aspects of us or the potential that we can activate within us, but we can't activate it if we don't know it's in there and we don't go within and find it out. 
They, uh, I remember one time, uh, you know, in the beginning was the light and so forth and so on and so forth. And B was talking to us one day, and she said, Gary, God created the light before he created the sun, moon, and stars. I said, B, where in the world are you getting that? She said, right here, look. And so, bigger and deadly, I went over and looked at it, and I read it about two or three times, and that's exactly what it says. And so, it answers a big question, because in meditation, you can be in a dark, uh, situation, and you can get to a place that you turn on the the mental perception within yourself, and all of a sudden, a luminescent light comes on, and you can see just as if it were daylight. And see, uh, uh, it it it, uh, it verifies these very ancient teachings. It's just a matter of you know going far enough and studying enough to get an aspect of what they're talking about. Well, like I was talking to you earlier today, brother, remember when I was saying, <coughs> you know, about the eunuch, and and when he asked him, understand what thou readest, and he said, well, how can I except one show me and teach me? And uh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people, including myself at one time, was that way. I mean, I wanted to know, and I thought I knew, but when it come right down to it, and you know, and that I got enlightened through study, and also, you know, the things that you've opened up to where we could see in a greater light. Uh, I mean, I realized that I didn't know much of anything, and what that they were telling me was a lie. Well, brother, let me tell you something. All of us go through that learning process, including me. And um, as a matter of fact, I still learn every day. That's why I study and look all the time, keeping my ear open to hear or see or catch an aspect of something that I may have never heard it put in that perspective. And yet when I look at it, ooh, wow, man, look at all the facets of the panorama of light and, and, uh, and, and the picture, you know, that opens up to it. And so um, as you begin to see that, and uh, you start changing, you know, the different things. Uh, but they'll get to a time, uh, Gypsy, that you'll know what you did, and you'll know that it changed. It's kind of like when I run energy, and uh, I'll get a confirmation on people just to see if they felt the tingle, the heat, the cool, or whatever. And once they tell me that they have, that I know that the connection has already truly been made. It's now just a matter of time for it to take and manifest. But I've already planted that seed of creation, and uh, it's going to come up. It's got to. It cannot come back barren. Yes, sir. I agree with that. I mean, and I think you and the Creator for, I mean, opening up these jewels of understanding to where we could see our way through the the dismal places, you know, to where we have the light to walk through. Though we walk through the valley of death, we will fear no evil. Yeah, and so you can even give yourself the ability to, to remote view, to step outside of your body, to astral project, um, 
to trigger the high self, you know. Uh, see, that's what Dick Sutpin was doing in Valley of the Sun publications. They were doing the research there for remote viewers. And one day Dick decided that he would use the term, uh, somebody had made a statement, the, the divine high self. And he said, well, we'll give that command. We'll see what happens. And so um, they did in the class. And uh, consequently, uh, Man, I mean, they began to have phenomenal results. It was like a higher aspect kicked online, and uh, they all ascended to that level. Well, see, and, and this is why, like, uh, when they have uh, um, a circle, a prayer circle or something, um, you can go where, let's say, a witch's circle has been performed, uh, and they'll chant in the circle, there will be an electromagnetic imprint on the ground there. You can go to a normal church house and there isn't one. And uh, But uh, if you teach them how to do it, then you create the same power circle uh, in that building as you would, you know, wherever the coven or whoever was out there. What they're doing is they're changing the frequency of the soil by the effects of their mind. And you can project that thought thousands and thousands of miles. There's no distance in the mind. And it's instantaneous, too, brother. That's what I'm saying. There's no time, no space, no distance. It's done. Boom. That's just like that gentleman that, like, remember when he was putting those, he wrote down love or hate or whatever on that and stuck it on a glass of water. Uh, and then, the, you know, and they froze yeah. the water. And how the the water, I mean the the flakes and stuff turned out. I mean that's proof in itself, right there, that we have the ability to do those things. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, if we don't uh, understand it or apply it, it says, "Don't be a hearer only, but be a doer." We have to do what it says and apply it in order for us to see the confirmation and the results. That way it gives us confidence to overcome. And yeah, to practice and say like, um, okay, well, say like Gypsy's got one right now. She is wanting to deal with one here that uh, she feels that uh, there are people working against her. What would you say or see? I would sit down and go to a warm, relaxed place in my mind, take several deep breaths. Um, when nobody was there, maybe light you a candle or something. Uh, you know, you might create a salt circle and uh, get in it, you know, if you want, just a small salt circle. And uh, what you can do is uh, um, visualize who or whatever you think the um, situation is coming from and bless them and bless those that would be causing or creating the situation um, uh, bless uh, whoever the sender is whether you know them or not and uh, just start you know playing a, a blessing on it knowing that whatever you give out you're going to get back you can't get back nothing else uh, so yours has either got to come back a blessing and it can be up to, whoa, man, seven or more fold. That one's gone to you. Um, and as you begin to do that, uh, um, if they're sending bad, 
it's going to start returning to them. So you just keep up the good thing, keep the blessing going, and uh, as often as you think about it, um, uh, just give thanks that uh, you're blessed and prospered and and uh, that you're uh, blessed and prospered those that uh, uh, maybe had come against you or whatever, and that um, there's a scripture that he makes every dog that wags his tail uh, or his tongue to lie down and uh, uh, and be at peace with you. He'll wag his tail instead of his tongue if he tickles, see. Uh, he makes your enemies lie down and be at peace with you. And so you start these confessions, and you get them to where they're easy for you to say, and you stick to them. Every time you think about it, you use it, and uh, it'll bring it to you. Yes, sir. It says, through the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And that word salvation, yeah, well, it means okay, the salvation, solution. See, to salvate, to salivate uh, is just like the gushing of a woman's vagina. It's the same t- a scenario. And so it's telling you that a copulation is occurring, whether it's by your oral speaking of something or, you know, whatever. And even the word salvation means solution. So when you speak it forth and speak it out, you're speaking out what you want and desire, and it will give you the solution. But we have to watch what we say if we speak out the negative. We put that there. uh, Well, if if you work with her, she will give you solution. Yes, sir. Think about what you're really saying then you can understand how to use up and below. So you have to become the Pharaoh of the upper kingdom and the lower kingdom. Most of these people do not understand that. You can't tell them they got their own ideas. Yes, sir. We have to come from the place of the creator, you know, because we are the creator in this earth. Well, well we you have... are. You're going, to create, you're going to create what your desire is, and you're going to shape that picture. Now, if you're smart, once you've got it done and you've got it where you want it, you make sure you put this or something better on the end of it because uh, uh, there may be something that's a whole lot better than what you're thinking about. And it'd be better to get that whole lot better than uh, you get uh, way less than what you really want and find out that what you got you didn't want anyway. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I hear people people telling me all the time, well, I'm a son of God or a daughter of God. I said, well, act like one. They said, well, what do you mean? I said, "You you say this and that all the time. I said, but... That book you're reading is telling you everything about yourself and how to be like that divine creator is. How can you say that you're a son or a daughter of the creator if you ain't doing what it says and understanding what it says? You have to apply it. Therefore, then you can say, I am 
that I am that I am. I am that. Yeah, because if you don't become that in your mind, it can't happen. I am yes. that. That is what I am. If you're not if you're not that, then don't worry about it. It cannot be. Uh, see, this is what people don't understand. Moses, what is in your hand? Look, I've already give you the power. You're the one that has to raise your hand and authority and manage and bring it forth and project it. Uh, it can't be nobody else's, Moses. It's only you. I gave it to you to do it. Well, Moses, if, if you look at him as just being drawn out of the out of the river in the ark, uh, the ark is symbolic of a place of the womb of thought. And yet, uh, as a baby in swaddling clothes, so he's an infant protected by this thought, he's got his sister garden over him. He comes out of the water. The water is a symbolic of the womb of the mind of creation. And listen to the story. Listen to what it's really telling you. <laughs> I mean, uh, damn, just because these people teach this shit don't mean they know what the hell they're talking about. Yes, sir. They're telling it in the story form to give you a concept of the hidden aspect of what really is going on. That's correct. And and, and you have to understand enough of it to be able to see. Yes, sir. But, I, I'm and I, you know, a lot of the churches, and I'm not trying to knock any church, but all I'm saying is, is they're teaching a literalism instead of a mentalism. Yeah. Which is, yeah, so you, if we don't see it within, it cannot manifest without. And so this yes. is what what's wrong. Everybody is attempting to manifest the fish outside, uh, but and he only had so many fish. But the belief is what caused the multiplication to occur. And see, so this is the thing. They have to learn to go into this multiplying aspect. And the reason it's fish is because fish are symbolic of a woman, the womb of creation. Look how many fishes he had. How many loaves of bread did he have? I mean, everything there is telling you something about thought. Yes, sir. And uh, like there again, I'm going back to that literalism thing. Most people are looking for a, a physical kingdom when even the one that they're calling Jesus told them. The kingdom of heaven does not come with observation. In other words, you can't see it. But look, I'm telling you, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It's inside of you. Yeah, see, if you don't see it inside, it cannot come to without. And see, this is what Phineas Parkhurst Quinby kept telling him in the 1860s. He was really one of the greatest healers in this country. And um, he had been trained up in mesmer techniques and things of that nature, and he went on to the ethers and so forth. But um, uh, he would project. You could see him uh, working on a client uh, four or 500 miles away, uh, and the people that uh, were visiting would see him and they'd say, oh, my God, there's a little bald-headed man um, that's just uh, working on your back and neck up here. She said, oh, yes, that's Dr. Quimby. It's, it's it's time for him to come and do my treatment. He'll be through in about 15 minutes, and then he'll be on his way. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, <laughs> he was a great healer. But uh, see, a lot of people, they, they attempted to learn what he did, but they did not listen. They didn't listen to what Reich told them about his healing. They didn't listen to what Reich said. 
uh, with rural or ripe uh, and the frequencies. They they didn't fully listen to everything. Yes. Guest who's asking a question. It says, so if I'm getting this, there is no creator or spirits that are beyond the living human mind. The living human mind is an aspect of what we might call this God self, this totality. So if you use the Hebrew term, they would show the totality of God or deity, Deus, Theos, as a huge circle. And uh, they would call that the Yashid, Y-A-C-H-I-D. And what it means is that everything that is is inside that circle. There's nothing outside of it. Now, everything that is inside that circle is called the Echnad, E-C-H-N-A-D. That is all of the potential possibilities where it says, uh, I made everything from the beginning. Uh, and those potential capabilities and potentials are contained within this state of the Echnad. It's simply how we use that aspect of the mind because in reality, we are this great Yashid uh, projecting as you, me, whoever, uh, on whatever level or dimension we're at. But uh, in reality, it's the totality of the divine mind that makes us what we are. And the divine mind is what we call the creator. We're just given the ability to choose and to direct it. And in essence, what you're saying, brother, is we're that divine essence or creator acting out every possibility that he set forth from the beginning. Yeah, see, like uh, you'll listen to some of them, they'll tell you about the Akashic Record. And what you're doing is you're stepping into the realm of the mind where Rami, the Persian mystic, uh, was. And um, there's no war and there's nothing like that there. But there's um, uh, infinite wisdom, knowledge, and understanding or comprehension is potentially there. Uh, If you tap into it, you can know anything that has been, was, is, or is going to be. It's all right there in that time um, um, glass of, uh, of knowledge. And so, um, and see, we've just been taught to limit ourselves. But as you begin to pull these limitations off, let me tell you something, you become a very powerful individual. Yes. It's, it, in some ways, it's, it's kind of like a psychic. They tell you things that nobody knows but you, but yet they they tapped into that aspect of the mind to be able to let you see and give you answers that were you already knew, but you did not know how to bring it up, so to speak, to the forefront of your mind. So someone else had picked up on that and gave you those answers. But but we all had that that same capability to do that. It's just that some of these churches and other people have steered us away from that. They vilified it and made it evil when it is not. It's a natural part of us. We're here to ascend or wake up to our true potential and who we are. But see, 
the natural church structure and orthodoxy is designed to prevent the people in the congregation from ascending and opening up the God potential within themselves. If they do, you will bypass the structure, the organization. You'll bypass the uh, preacher. And see, that's his uh, his 65% tax-free credit, you know, under that exemption. And uh, then he can negotiate the rest. Uh, that's not an exemption. That is a full-blown tax credit. Uh, what that means is, let's say that he took in a, a million dollars into the ministry there, um, 630, uh, uh, 650, um, thousand doesn't count. Uh, the remaining 350, he can negotiate that, you know. And um, so, I mean, that depends on uh, how they uh, they structure their tax system and so forth. But, I mean, uh, they don't want you to know uh, how to open the mind. Yeah. That's why you see those mega churches popping up all over the place. And, you know, like it says in the scripture, the blind lead the blind. They both fall in the ditch. And ignorance That's is correct. no excuse. Yeah, see, G- uh, Gypsy is quoting from Rami, too, uh, talking about uh, beyond right and wrong, there is a field. I'll meet you there. Yeah, and see, uh, this is why uh, people today can't use their sexuality because they have been taught and have accepted a moralistic limitation that's based on a five-sense paradigm. And uh, they don't understand that. And when you start explaining that to them, let me tell you something. That there can really mess some folks' heads up. But like it says, as above, so below, the mind and the hellos down there on a man and a woman, they're all connected. Well, I I realize that, Jim, but (laughs) uh, uh, people have beliefs based on mama, daddy, you know, what they were brought up with. Um, They'll hear little innuendos when they're growing up as children, and uh, they'll have a different set of beliefs than the rest of their family, Uh, but they create their own ideas and concepts. And um, some of them, uh, okay, uh, uh, we'll have some that uh, they're just naturally uh, modest. I mean, brother, you they're not going to be anybody coming in where they're at while they're changing clothes or whatever. I mean, you know, they're just modest as they can be. And so uh, we give them all their time and everything. And uh, every child, though, is different. you got others that, honest to God, I mean, they just run down the road, you know, with everything hanging out. You know? <laughs> and so uh, it, it depends on the child and the way they perceive something. And uh, as they get older, that same scenario is within the subconscious mind. And so um, that's why you have to wash her, the heart, the subconscious area, and cleanse her and get her out. That's why the priest could take and uh, they could uh, sweep out and cleanse the holy place of the tent. They could uh, put in new uh, oil, new wicks in the lamps, uh, in the menorah, they could put in new showbread. They could uh, put in new incense at the altar of incense possession. And um, uh, they could clean that area out. It was symbolic of cleaning out the subconscious mind and changing your thoughts, ideas, and concepts. 
I mean, there's just so many things there, you know. It, that's why it tells us, you know, to study to show ourselves approved, a workman or a woman, rightly dividing the word. A little here, a little there, everywhere is that word. So we have to seek it, search it, and find it out and the true meanings of what it meant when it was put there. Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. And so many of us don't. You know, we listen, we go to church and we listen to the preacher because many of my friends, I mean, I, I don't go no more like that, but I did it one time, but some of them still go and they say, well, my preacher said, and I yeah. ask him, are you going to rely on what your preacher said or did you do you know for yourself? Can you honestly say that is what it is? Well, no, I never studied it. I don't want somebody else because of what he said, me relying on what they said. He could be wrong. I didn't mean to cut you off, brother. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just thinking. I mean, because, I, I mean, at one time I've been there and done that. I don't, believe me, I don't want to do that no more. I, you know, I do what I need to do to search and find out and see and understand. If I don't know, I'll ask somebody and see what answer they give me, and then I'll check out what they gave me to make sure that it's in line with what, you know, what it said. Yeah. I usually study to see, and then whatever I come to the conclusion in my mind, I start walking in harmony with that, making the confession that, you know, perfect knowledge will come pertaining to that situation. And then uh, things will happen, and bam, it'll open on up, and I'll know whether to change it, alter it, or continue on. And um, we're supposed to be led by the Spirit, not led by the preacher, or led by the government, or led by the queen, or led by the commander-in-chief. We're supposed to be led by the Spirit. That's the mind. Yes, sir. And I believe, like you said, if they check the word, in the Strongs, they're going to find out the word spirit means the mind. <laughs> yeah, um, I had, um, Denise had uh, been writing, and uh, I had uh, made a suggestion, a program suggestion. And um, she read it, and she was able to override it. And um, she said, wow, she said, it started, but I was able to override it and take control of it. And I wrote back and I said, excellent. The spirit is subject to the prophet, the seer, the shaman. You are the one that has to be in control of the spirit, your mind. And so as you help people begin to learn and ascend, there's things that you do that they may see or perceive it from one perspective because that they don't know yet. But as you begin to open up the doors of wisdom, night, uh, knowledge, and insight to them, oh, man, now, you know, the whole thing starts changing around. But um, nevertheless, it's all good. Well, folks, if y'all have any questions on 
what has been talked about or said so far. Please, if you have any questions, type them in and we'll read them and see if we can't get an answer. Anyone got a question out there? I know one thing. I got to go in uh, Tuesday for a um, CT lung scan and a um, uh, pulmonary function. But uh, majority of the coughing went away after they took me off of that lisinopril. But uh, I got still got still got a little bit. Well, I know that all things become new, brother, and I uh-huh. I know that you're 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 divinely healed from the tip of your head to the soles of your feet. I'll and accept that. Yes, Gypsy, that's correct. That it did. The doctor told me, he said, man, your heart's perfect. He said, they didn't need to put that unit in you. I said, that's exactly what I was telling them. <laughs> It'll all be okay. But anyway, um, you realize that the 19th of April um, is a very... Um, Unique time, you know, like with, uh, let's say, Lincoln, April 19th, 1861. You had uh, March 9th, uh, 1933, and on the Federal Registry in April 19th, uh, 1933. And uh, so when you start hitting uh, April 19th, you might want to go looking a little bit because uh, you're in that window. And it, it's kind of be that way down through at least June. In like June 6th, D-Day, and things of that nature. And uh, so um, we're in that window of, uh, of war and instability. And um, there is really no telling what the hell is going to happen. But uh, you just have to see yourself in the perfect place. And uh, a thousand can fall at your right hand and ten thousand at your left hand, but only with your eyes shall you see it. And you just have to keep it that way. There was a San Francisco fire. Uh, There was a guy that uh, he had a glass factory. And uh, everything he had was wrapped up in, in, you know, cannon jars and stuff in that glass factory. And the fire and the earthquake come, and it was just burning everything down. And so he just prayed that, um, that you know, God would put a shield around that building and protect his glass and his windows and and uh, would take care of it so that the people, oh, excuse me, that worked there uh, would have a good job and everything and, and that everything would be fine. Sure as hell, uh morning come and the ashes had shut down and the smoke had cleared and 
They went down and looked, and every building around that old building had burnt down. That building of his didn't have a scratch on it. Not a window was blowed out from the fire or the heat. And all of the mason jars and stuff was intact inside. So you can change the situation. It's just if you'll hang on to the thought of the idea until it manifests. Yes, sir. As you said many times, brother, the thought is the theme. That's correct. The thought is the thing. Thought is the thing. And I usually say, I think, therefore I am. I am whatever I desire to be. That you can do that. Um the only thing you have to be concerned with is if your mind starts warring with a confession that you make, that's when you redesign or redirect the saying so that it's positive and the mind doesn't resist it, uh, create a picture and see yourself in the picture doing the thing that you want. It won't resist the picture. It'll accept the picture far quicker. Then you can start adding your confession to it, building it on that picture. And um, here again, you know, the sexuality of the creation. Excuse me, if you uh, dive all that in, you can really make a very potent prayer. Yes, sir. And if you go back even in ancient times, you see the hieroglyphs on, on the pyramid walls and everywhere else. The reason that why it was like that, I believe, back then is because our mind sees in pictures, and therefore they spoke in a, a picturesque uh, language. Yeah, and also uh, it inflamed uh, their sense of... Uh of uh, virility and uh, the um, the sexual heat. And in so doing, it ramped up the electrical and the magnetic charges within the physical body. And that is where the rejuvenating uh, aspects uh, of the electrical current is mingled and the recharge. And see, that's where the Taoists came in with semen retention uh, Etc. And uh, so, like, if you went to the Baptist, Baptist seminary, you're going to the Baptist seminary. That's what that means. And uh, but I mean, you know, well, here again, people do not understand what they're really reading or what they're hearing. Yes, sir. If they really did the studying like they're supposed to and really listen closely and have a inkling to find out, man, oh, man, oh, man. It, it's so amazing. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah, and I thank God every day that I found, I'm finding out. <laughs> tell you that. Oh, man. Because it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Folks, do y'all have any questions that type them in and we'll read them? I mean, that's what we're here for, to help one another. This is come, let us reason together. That's what it's all about. 
the only silly question is one that wasn't asked. That's correct. And it tells you, ask and you shall receive, and I truly believe that. Well, the ask, too, is a unique way of asking. It's not yes. ask like Jim give me. It's ask, seek, and knock, and it spells the same scenario out again. And then it tells you how to ask, how to seek, and how to knock it. And it says, let the blind man say, I can see. Let the lame say, I can walk. And let the dumb say, I can talk. All of them are in the completed position. They're not requesting it. They're affirming that it's already done. So ask in the sense that it's applied and used doesn't mean ask like most people think of the term and its usage. Yes, sir. That's why it tells us when we to give thanks, you know, because we're we're coming from the place of it already being done and we're giving thanks that it's already done. It's just like when somebody gives you something we always say thank you. Correct. Because we've received it already, and therefore we're just showing our appreciation and gratitude. Yep. You, you've, taken, you've already taken possession. Yes, sir. That's what the word hallelujah means. It means you've already taken possession. The word receive ye the Holy Ghost. It means, okay, you got to take it, act on it. Get off your butt and use it. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, this is, folks, this is, stuff is wonderful. I mean, this is, I mean, this is how we get enlightened and we come, or like it says, ascend. We ascend in understanding and wisdom knowledge to where we can have a better uh, view and of the ability to apply what we've come to know and find out. This is great, brother. Yeah. Like I said, though, you'll start seeing them change out. Uh, there'll be those that will just kind of fade, you know, away. Because they have to go on and find out what they really know or don't know. They got to test it now. And uh, then others, they, you know, it's kind of like an all day sucker to a child, you know. I mean, goddamn, they're just wide eyed and happy as hell with what they're finding. And so it, it, every one of them is on a different level of understanding and, you know, what they'll do. Some of them will ask questions and they'll want to ascend um, higher and higher up the ladder, and some of them will not. Um, it just, uh, it's just a process of growth, Jim. Yes, sir. But, I mean, the, the, the more I come to understand, the more I desire to know, and, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say it's an obsession, but it's just you can't get enough of it. I mean, you want more and more and more. 
And it's just, to me, it's fantastic. Well, we're right here at about 8 o'clock, and I see that you're not cutting flips, so we won't worry about it. And uh, we ain't got nothing they want to know, then I guess there's uh, no sense in uh, just keep banging away out here. And uh, we'll see what happens next time. But uh, I'm telling you that things are going to start changing real rapidly. And uh, people need to work this out and do this for yourself. Because I'm telling you, you may not be able to get a hold of somebody to help you or do this for you. And uh, you've got the power to run that energy. But anyway, I love you all. Jim, Salam, Prosper, and uh, be in good health. Same to you, brother. Blessings be with you, upon you, and your family. Well, folks, you know, I mean, that's what we're here for, to help one another and, you know, to put forth the good news, so to speak. And that's what we're endeavoring to do. But I want to thank each and every one of you for coming tonight and uh, participating and for the questions you brought forth, the ones that did. And May Yahweh bless you, keep you in perfect divine health, and may all your dreams and blessings come forth and come true for you that are good and good and very good. And with that, I guess I'm going to end the call. Shalom, prosper, and be in perfect divine health. Good night, everyone. Again, I say shalom.